0: This episode of Wizards Warriors and Words is brought to you by our wonderful patrons, including our new patrons Daniel Henderson, Drew McFeedy and Lloyd Morley. If you would like to help support Wizards Warriors and Words on Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash Words, and you can check out the various bonuses that you can get uh, for supporting the show on there. Things like free advanced reader copies of our new books, editorial feedback and priority Q&A access. And now, on the show. Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of Across the Broken Stars, and I'm joined by my co-host, starting with
2: Mike.
3: Hi, I'm Mark Lawrence, author of the Prince of Thorns trilogy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just Dirk Ashton. I'm author of the Paternus trilogy. And I went out of order.
4: I don't know. In that case, I'm going to be uh, Felix Ortiz, uh, the... Uh an artist of covers like this one Rob is holding up
0: a cover of porns Gambit at the moment for our listeners so which looks gorgeous. amazing I've still got to get my copy of that um, awesome so today's episode is going to be all about openings uh, so not orifices as Mike was hoping earlier but how to start <laughs> your book instead so to begin with we need to start with the most important and serious question there is for how to begin your book which is Rob what letter should you begin a book
4: with? <laughs> the last letter that you finished the last book with.
0: I love it. That's why okay. I, I, all this time I was wondering why your books were so good. And, and now it is. Fine. I mean, That's in all fairness,
4: good. I get Mike to write the first letter of every single book.
2: That, that was some great advice. No one listened to Rob.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's always good
0: advice. <laughs> Okay, no, I promise I have some serious questions here. Um, so, yeah. So, what do you kind of look for? Let's let's start with opening lines. So, the very first sentence of your book. What are you trying to do? What sort of considerations do you have for this opening line, if any at all? Um, Mike, do you want to kick us off?
3: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I the opening line it sets the tone for the book for me. Uh, I'm always trying to capture something. Uh, I want it to be something different. Um, You know, hopefully it'll, it should catch attention. Um, Maybe uh, if I manage, if I pull it off really well, there will be some, some poetry to it, uh, to, you know, how, how it sounds, to the words, to to the whole thing. Uh, But what inevitably happens is I write this first line that I'm absolutely in love with. And then later, Uh, I ruin it by maybe adding a prologue or an epigraph or something. And then there's every single fucking book. There's something else ends up being before my beautiful first line. So my beautiful first line is not my beautiful first line. It's just, it's it's another fucking line. (laughs) So I don't know. I'm really bad at that.
0: So basically skip your prologues, skip your epigraphs. And if you're a reader, just go straight to the first line and then go back. Read my
3: first line, then you can go back. That
4: makes total sense. (laughs) What you should just do is have that first line on its own as a prologue.
3: That is brilliant.
4: (laughs) A one-sentence prologue. I love it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I have actually got some really good short prologues that aren't one sentence, but they're like a couple of sentences. Yeah, one sentence is is stunning. It's
3: crazy. That's madness.
4: Right, Rob? no, man. That, if you you don't need one that if you're going for more than one sentence, you just you're a sellout.
2: That's an epigraph, Manga. yeah. Um, which is weird that an epigraph is at the beginning of the book, but an epilogue is at the end of the book. That doesn't make you any sense. About mind
4: that? blown.
2: <laughs> Dirk it should be, a, it, should be publishing a, it should be called a prolograph. Yeah, that makes more sense. Prograph. Yeah. A prograph. A pre, a, a preepograph. That's what I'm going to call it. And that's why... Oh, this, this episode is
0: going off the
4: rails quickly, isn't it? <laughs> well, we are talking
0: about openings, and this is a great example yeah. of how to have an unfocused opening that will throw off your listeners, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully provide a lot of interesting tidbits.
4: So uh, what you're saying is we planned it from the beginning.
2: Of course. It's all part of the plan. And uh, I um, I don't think that... I mean, none of my books really start the same. I, uh, I had decided with i mean i i agonized and honestly just i would say just start writing and worry about that later you can go back very often you can get a much better idea of what the tone of your book is and what kind of the characters they are only when you've already written maybe quite a bit if not all of it so then you go back and tweak the opening um you find that maybe you can cut uh, some of the stuff that you had put in and just start, well, why don't I just start with this, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, my first, the first book, Paternus, just start, I mean, the, the, first, the first words in the first chapter are, uh, I mean, I, I went with just a classic uh, description of setting. Uh, from the roof of a sold-out concert hall tinted beams of searchlight wave at the full moon a gray smudge in the murky detroit sky blah 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 um uh but book two uh i started straight in with dialogue which if you've read my books you'll notice i do that a lot with chapters that were it helps me a lot to get into the in media res uh jump in at in the usually in the middle of a uh in the middle of a uh, of a of a of a chapter, but um, uh, in the middle of a of a conversation that's going on, and usually with something more shocking. The second the second book starts with dialogue, and it's just he is dead. He's not dead. He looks dead. Um, uh, stop saying that. Uh, and that's that's how the second the second book starts. But. Um, I I think about openings in terms and beginnings of books in terms of of movies, of course, do because uh, that's all I have in my head, and um, and I miss the I miss the the movies that have um, uh, a nice long credit sequence to help me get into the mood, right. Um, Slower things to help me settle down, stop thinking about the trailers, stop thinking about the sales of the popcorn and the silence in your phone, and get into the movie. It's, it's, um, I'm not a big fan of the newer style of just jumping right in to the film, um, and doing the credits later. Um, I like pre credit sequences though, uh, where you'll have something and then the credits for the film will come in sometimes, a prologue. Yeah, kind of. Um, but so what I do is um, I have um, kind of a prologue. It's a short prologue. Um, and some, sometimes that and an epigraph. An epigraph would just be a couple lines of a song um, that I have, can get the rights to, to put in there or some, uh, some, something pulled from an ancient text. Uh, and, um, or somebody like, uh, the prologue in, in, um, in, in my first book in Rise of Gods is, uh, is an unknown character speaking about the timelines of history and how these characters view these things. Um, and then I'll have a little glossary and, You know, I like to put that kind of stuff in because I like to see that kind of stuff in books. It's it's like if I had I mean, the, the thing I hate about Kindle is they set that first page to the first page in the chapter. So I hit my Kindle. I open up a new book and it goes right to that. I didn't even get to look at the cover. Right. Really. So I always flip back and see what else is in the front. You too. Um, so I can get into it because otherwise I've just, it's like those movies that just start and that, and I, I hate that it, it for me, maybe it's, I'm old fashioned, but I want to settle into a new story, not just go bam, 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 book to book to book. Um, so I'll even read some of the stuff at the end of the book to ease myself out of it. Um, if it's a particularly good book, I often have to do that. Uh, decompress a little bit mm. but uh, so that's I, I prefer books that way so that's the way I put write my books I know some people hate that stuff and they really just want to get right into it you know they just want to start the movie right now let's go so
0: I never actually had that articulated for me but I I realize now, now that you're saying this I'm totally the same like I love the fact that like with Rhythm of War recently I love the fact that I open it up there's beautiful illustrations in, then there's like a map, then there's like, you know, a foreword by the author, then there's, you know, like some more illustrations. And then it's only by the time that you get probably like 20 pages in or whatever that you actually start reading the story. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it just like, it really sets you into that world in a way that, yeah, makes you just sort of forget about everything else and get really immersed. Also, another quick thing I should point out is for people listening to this right now, if you want to see like how we do our opening lines in action, if you go to the Amazon store, you can usually read the first 10% of our books for free on there or whatever. So you can actually check out our opening
2: lines and yeah, see how the, the look inside. Approaches. Yeah. So yeah, you just can cl- check that out. click the look inside and you may have to scroll back a little bit, but very often you can see, see how, how, how the books are set up.
0: And especially for, I hope you don't mind the compliment here, Dirk, but especially for Paternus, like the first two chapters of that are, some of the best opening chapters I've read in years. Um, Thank and you. It's wow. Just so like, like yeah, like I, it, it kind of like really blew me away because I don't normally have that reaction with opening chapters. Like it usually takes me a while to sort of get into a book.
3: It's almost like he's good at this. Yeah. It,
0: like, <laughs> 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 don't go
3: so Surprisingly, far.
0: Surprisingly
4: so. Um, because he outsourced the first two chapters to you though.
3: Well, yeah, I'm a genius. I'm fucking fantastic at <laughs> This Two really chapters,
0: is that's a compliment of Mike, but I just didn't want yeah. to compliment him directly. But um, that like the chapter with, uh, I think it, it's Kyber uh, in the concert hall Co- where it's, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it just sort of is it, very cinematic and how it sort of f- starts on the rooftop with these searchlights. And then it sort of goes into the concert hall. And it's, yeah, you feel like you're in a camera that's sort of zooming in from the night sky of a city into this concert hall and then down into this character eyes. And yeah, just like do yourself a favor and read that. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it sets the time very well for the rest of the book. So I, I think feel that's all warm
2: and fuzzy inside now. it's I mean, my book has a pretty high DNF rate. Um, uh, did not finish for those who might not know what that means. Um, because uh, it bounces perspective to perspective. Yes. And, and the second book, I spend some time with some young characters, one of whom does a little whining and, um, and people are uh, often turned off by that. The first chapter most people really like, um, but then then it goes to another story, then another one. Now, never mind that Game of Thrones does that all over the place, um, or any number of other books do do exactly the same thing. Um, but some folks just don't like that, and I can't I can't blame them. But I, I know that there are kindred spirits like Jed that. That enjoy that kind of thing. So I appreciate it.
0: You're welcome, man. It was well written. Um before we get into Rob, I want to ask you about your sort of approach to opening lines because you have written the most opening lines out of all of us, uh, with mm-hmm. like 14 ish books published or so. Um
2: something like that. That's impressive. I think That's it's
4: it's it's over 13 or 14 at this point. I don't know. I have three. It's no, it is 14.
0: Yeah.
4: I think it's 14
0: um but before we get into wolf. that i would like to talk a little bit about our angry robot books do you guys want to bring oh. your yes books and talk about that a bit someone else can talk about it if they want
4: i don't have to i don't have mine but, um, oh you don't have this
3: this showed up the other day i haven't cracked it yet but it's uh next up on my to read pile that is the, the moon steel crown. crown by stefan diaz and i'm probably mispronouncing that might be Stephen. might be diaz might be i don't know i'm terrible at this this is the uh, but yeah angry it's uh, super cool you know, that a uh, publisher sending us a uh, books to read that's awesome
2: yeah. yeah they um they actually uh angry the folks at angry robot actually contacted jed because they were aware of the podcast and and gave us lists of books to see if we would want them and we were like yes please <laughs> and i and i totally freaked out and leaped when um uh This was on the list. The Maleficent Seven by I got that one too. By Cam Johnston. And this one, I was like, I don't, I those all look good, but I don't have enough time to read them. But I will read that one. Send me that one. Uh and this sounds like so much fun. He's um, it looks like a play on uh the magnificent seven, but um, there's a, a but with a necromancer, a vampire lord, a demigod, an orcish war leader, a pirate queen, and a twisted alchemist who basically have to like, stop this war, bunch of villains who get thrown together. Um, I'm reading at the
4: moment and uh, it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually most of the way through it at the moment. I'm I'm down to like the finale. And uh, Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Suicide Squad meets Kings of the Wild or something like that.
2: Awesome. Awesome. That's exactly what I was hoping. But Cam wrote these. Um, these. Are, this is the Age of Tyranny duology. And these are absolutely fantastic. So I was really excited to get to get a hold of this. So thanks. The Traitor God. Angry um, Robot people. A- thank you, oh, Angry Robots. <laughs> <a song called?
0: laughs> uh, Dirk, could you just read the titles of those out loud for people who are just on the audio-only feed listening to
2: this? Oh, this one? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Cam's first two books, the uh, uh, um, the uh, uh, Age of Tyranny duology, uh, The Traitor God and God of Broken Things, fantastic books, awesome. And this one, the new one I got, this is the uh, the first in his his new. I think this is a trilogy, going to be a trilogy. Uh, the Maleficent Seven.
3: God awesome. of Broken Things is such an awesome book title. I'm kind of, <sighs> yeah. I, I I might steal it. I was going to say, it sounds <laughs> We like can a, do that,
4: right? You
0: yeah,
3: yeah. To... Just, just change uh, yeah, one totally word,
4: you'll be fine. I get rid of, of de-
2: demi god of shattered things. Yeah. god of broken toys. <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> there, um, there is one of those. I swear.
0: Yeah. So, massive thanks to Angry Robot for sending those through. Uh, any other publishers, if you want to, if you want to send us books, we're not. Gonna oh, I like them. it. I like that one, Jed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like anybody else. Smooth. Give us some books. Give us. We some will read books.
4: them. We may even invite your authors on the podcast.
0: exactly we may get their names horribly wrong when we're saying them out loud in this episode (laughs) i'm sorry if that's the case but uh that is the professionalism that you can expect from from this show so there we go uh so rob do you want to talk a little bit about your approach to opening lines
4: um i mean to be honest uh, like most things i pants it i I don't plan the opening line it just comes to me um but i do try to have like a hook um in the opening line sometimes you know know, i i you look at all or think about the 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 opening lines that stick with people over the years and you've got ones like uh neuromancer where it's like the the sky was the color of a tv turned to static and it's so like so vibrant you just i mean these days you probably don't know what it means but um kids these days they don't know they're born it was the color of netflix
0: tuned to the cut tuned to the channel of your wi-fi is down or something (laughs)
4: um (laughs) but like anybody who's old enough they they automatically know what that looks like and so it's so sort of like it's vibrant they just know it's there um and then you have other lines like uh mark lawrence's um uh red sister where it's like when when killing a nun it's important to bring an army of sufficient size love that line brilliant line because it's just like it, it has a a level of intrigue that's just like, wait, what the fuck? What's going on? Um, that it just hooks you in straight yeah. away.
3: Mark probably has just about the best prose in fantasy right now. It pains me to say that, but he's really, really, really fucking good.
4: I know. I I refer to him as more of a sort of a, a writer, poet, philosopher, poet type person, to be honest, because it's just amazing. Every single line is just beautifully crafted. I think
0: you described and, him and it's as a fun. Warrior it's poet fun. on
4: my podcast once.
2: Oh. I love that line. We need to try to... Nah, we, um, it, what's funny too is that Mark is constantly... I mean, most of his comments about his writing are really that he has no idea what he's doing. He's like, <laughs> I don't know where to put the commas. <clears throat> I keep saying, put some commas here, but take these out. I don't know what's going on.
0: So an opening line from one of Rob's books that I really like uh, comes from Never Die. Is a prologue. It is a two-sentence prologue. Mm-hmm. And it goes like this. Itami Cho woke to the screams of her own death. She remembered it all.
2: Mm-hmm. End of prologue. Yeah, that, uh, that that I was actually gonna bring up the, the opening of Never Die. Um, I was hooked right away, and then but then I got more hooked within just the first couple pages. Just, it was just
4: well that, that was the plan. with no <clears throat> Sorry, we've never died. It was it was literally just like right, hook people in straight away, get them to read more. And I just thought that's a great opening line. And I wondered whether to have it at the start of the first chapter, Um, but then like the the first chapter basically kind of rewinds a little bit to how Mm -hmm. she died. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just thought, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to put it as a prologue. None of it makes sense anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have the future as the prologue, and then we skip back to the past, and then oh god, it's all a mindfuck. but yeah, I just thought have, have that as a single line, just opening as, as the prologue as well. So people sort of like, they'd be like, ah, this prologue's just a single, well, two lines, a single sort of like, um, well, two sentences. Uh, and it was literally just a way to try and hook people in to try and get people to to read on. Um, and for me, that's that's what a, an opening line should be. It should be there to make you go, I want to read more of this. And whether yeah. that's from something intriguing that makes you go, wait, what? I need to move on, or whether it's something just so visual and vibrant that you're like, I'm in this story already. Mm-hmm. Um, something like with uh, Dirk's uh, Paternus, where it's sort of like, yeah, it, it has that cinematic quality that just like you Very can see it in range. your mind, yeah, um, because you've seen it before. It's 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 familiar. So I think that's that's what I aim for with an opening line. Um,
2: yeah, and. It- and, and you, you try that and, and sometimes it's just a description of setting and location, but it's how you word it, right? But again, I would say for new writers, don't worry about it. I mean, I have known writers that I've talked to who like they're ag- they've, they haven't really begun because they haven't come up with that perfect opening. And it's like, don't worry about it. Go back and do it later, you know? get the story done, then you'll have a much better idea of what will work. For the
0: story. I think a great example of that, and I'm just getting it up now so that I can actually read the exact line out, is uh, the opening of Red Dragon by Thomas Harris, which is not mm. an opening line that tries to be clever or tries to do anything particularly like gripping or profound, but it just goes like this. It's really simple, but it just gets you straight into the story wh- right away. Uh, Will Graham sat Crawford down at a picnic table between the house and the ocean and gave him a glass of iced tea. That's it. And then yep. basically it goes from there into these two people talking about this criminal case and what it does is it realizes like, hey, we're not going to try to, you know, do any fancy tricks for this opening line. We're just going to get you right in. And mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes it drops you straight
4: out. in the scene and it paints the scene just like in, in very few words and just puts you there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's sort of been my approach to it as well. Like I think
0: with, um, if, with, with my opening lines, uh, like having looked at the, just had to look at them in preparation for this episode, pretty much all of them will start with like mentioning who my main character is, where they are, and then usually like how they feel about something that they're doing. So for instance, like in Fires of the Dead, my opening line is they reach the hilltop and mm-hmm. that's it. You know that there's like these characters who are on some sort of journey They've arrived at some destination. Presumably there's a promise here that something is going to happen as a result of them being at this destination. And it's not like a particularly amazing line. Like it's nothing like Neuromancer, which is one of my favorite lines ever, you know, that or big brother, it was a a cold day in November and the clocks were striking 13 or something like that. It was, that's, that's another great example of the line that does some, some clever wordplay or whatever. But yeah, I think you can go two approaches with this, but ultimately it's it's not something that you have to panic heaps about. It's just a sort of nice cherry if you can get it. Um, but yeah, for me, it's as long as your opening line is creating some sort of suspense and encouraging readers to go on to the second line, then I think you've succeeded.
4: Yeah, either, I, that's just it. As for me, it's like either give them intrigue, suspense, give them something to hook them in, or just put them in the
2: book. Yep. Just, yep there you go and plenty yeah plenty of books just tell the story you know from the very beginning um you just don't from the beginning of the book not from most stories don't start at the beginning of the story that's that's the mistake i think that a lot of people make early on is that they try to start start the book at the beginning of the story books rarely start at the beginning of the story. Actually, none of these uh, um, examples that anybody's given start at the beginning of the story. Um, The beginning of the story is only learned later, if it's learned at all. The important thing is the journey now. So a lot of times, just write it, just tell the story. I remember agonizing over how do they do this in books? So I Go through and look at how people did specific things and accomplish saying specific things in different books reveals or whatever it might be. And 100% of the time I found out they just wrote it. They just wrote it. Yeah, they just said it. (laughs) there wasn't any fancy trick to it. They just wrote it, and they just said it so that that saved me a lot of time and a lot of agony. um, Once I once I figured that out.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, this episode was supposed to be about openings in general, but it was just about <laughs> opening lines, um, which I think shows you how much there is to the topic of this, but that's fine because I really enjoyed this discussion and maybe we'll do more opening stuff uh, in future episodes. Um, let us know in the comments below or by sending us an email at wizardswarriorswords at gmail.com. What are some of your favorite opening lines that really hooked you as a reader that mm-hmm. stand with you years after reading them? Um, I, I would, would love, love to, that. I would love to, I would love to know. Um, All righty. So on that note, time to wrap up this episode. Thank you everybody for listening slash watching and we will see you next time.
2: Thanks everybody. Bye. Aww. If you would like to
0: support the show, please go to patreon.com forward slash words and you can check out all of the different bonuses that you can get for supporting the show. Things like free advanced reader copies, um, priority Q&A access and editorial feedback. And thank you also to our high tier Patreon, Daniel Henderson. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please go ahead and share it with two of your writing friends. It'll make you look smart, and you can tell them there's a special message waiting for them at the end of this episode. And if you are the person who is listening to this episode because your friend told you about it, first of all, thanks to your friend. And second of all, here's your message. You have an awesome friend. You should reward them by perhaps making them a character in your next book, and then killing them off in a gruesome death. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.